Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. The day after the night before, as they say, the uh, dust is just settling on the budget. And as we do every year on Late Lunch, she's great to us. She joins us on this day to give us the layman and laywoman's viewpoint on budget 2024. I'm delighted to say hello again from McAvoy. Craig Accountants, Gail McAvoy. Gail, thank you for joining me on the show once more today. Hello, Jerry. It's an annual thing and you never let us down and I thank you for it again. Anyway... uh, could I say that the budget, could you describe it as a late, late show budget? It is indeed, sure. Isn't there something for everybody? And I'm uh, on budget morning, uh, which is, as you say, the day, the morning after, I'm asked by several people, well, is there anything in it for me? And they just want it in one sentence. Mm. And anybody who asks me, I say, yes, there is something in it. There is actually something for everybody. So there's been gain across the board. Would you say the government have done well with this uh, what a money that they had, while at the same time, perhaps keeping some aside for a rainy yeah. day. Well, I suppose they, they this wad of money, they're going into an election. Um, and yet there is a sense of um, trying not to overdo it either. Mm. OK, um, the, the I mean, the, the middle class is certainly the, the beneficiary of this budget, as well as the, the lower incomes. I mean, if you have a child in college um, and your income is under 100,000, you will get your college fees uh, reduced to 1,500 half. by 1,500. It's yeah, halved. Half, yeah. And if your income is over that, you will get it reduced by 1,000 anyway. Mm. And the other thing which will benefit a lot of people where they're, you know, that the rents are so high for students. If you are paying rent for your daughter or son to be in college, you can claim now the rent tax credit. And they're backdating that to 22. So there's money due back for people, in, uh, you know, if that's if that's their expense. So l- have a look at your tax returns and you only have four years to claim these. So there, you are due a credit as well as obviously the tax credits. I mean, the, the tax credits were re- increased by mm. on average 200 euro for a single person um, the uh, weight rate band was increased to 42,000 so that's an extra 2,000 at 20% so there's a there's something there for everybody um, they did try and ring fence the, the future um, unexpected corporation tax by setting up those two new funds you know the, the future Ireland fund and the climate fund yes. I, I wonder were they trying to lock away money uh, for the next government you know to mm. force them to maybe uh, provide for those two things because it is important, yeah. you know, to do that. Let's 
drill into some of the, uh, let I would hope, interesting ones for, for listeners today. In terms of personal taxation, P-A-Y-E, gained, gains there, yes. Yes, there is, yeah. You're, you've but you've the um, single pers- tax credits up by 100 and the uh, earned income credit or P-A-Y-E credits also up by 100. So that, that's 200 euros straight into your pocket next year, as well as the rate band widening, yeah. And if you uh, need welfare, and so many people do, uh, yeah. and our pension entitlements as well, when people have worked their years and... They have, uh, they've earned uh, them. There's <laughs> a, a €12 Euro increase there. Yeah, there is a €12 Euro increase in the rate, in the, the weekly rate of whatever yes. it is, and nearly all of those uh, social welfare incomes are, categories are covered. But there's also a few once-off payments, OK? So there's the living alone allowance, that's €200. Euro. There's €400 Euro for carer support, um, another four. For the disability support, for the working family payment is another 400. There's a 300 euro fuel allowance payment and there's an extra 100 euro for the qualified child uh, payment. So there's a couple of um, extra payments that are coming out there for anybody on social welfare in addition to the 12 euro. And will they come automatically? You don't have to do anything about those. Not like you mentioned with the tax where you have to go and... No, No, this will come straight away into and some of it's coming before Christmas. Now, yeah. childcare is a huge one for families. Like people, yeah. you'll hear people will even saying, "Gail, we're working for nothing, nearly." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and working, and it's good for people. And workers, workers are needed in the economy at the moment. But uh, there's some some little relief there on childcare. There is. Well, there is. They're they're talking about bringing down the cost of childcare. Mm. Okay, so that will affect maybe um, children in you know they they've that free preschool. Yeah. So that 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 will either be extended or it'll be reduced. There's free school books and. And that actually, because I met a lady this morning who has a child who's just started secondary school and that'll make a big impact. Like, I mean, the cost of iPad and books and workbooks and everything. Yes. So that's going to be in the first three years of secondary school. I would say, she said to me, she spent about €700 Euro on the child going back to school. So mm. um, if that's free, that's €700. Euro. That's and another it's, yeah, big game. And it's only right. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, coming in. Is that, will we, that'll be the next, for next year, will Indeed. it? It'll be for yeah, the next, it'll be the next year. Uh, calendar year. It, it, Not calendar, sorry, school, school calendar. Year, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be next Next September 24, when that benefit uh, kicks in for everybody. Child benefit, and an awful lot of people depend on the child benefit today. Uh, good news there, a double yeah. payment. Double payment, which will be worth €140 Euro for any child that you have, will be made to qualifying households before Christmas. So you'll have that before Christmas. And as well as that, they are extending the child benefit um, to uh, children that are in full-time education up to 18 years, which wasn't there before. So somebody that, that will now benefit from that. That's uh, good news indeed. Um, the energy credits, there's been a, there was a lot of speculation on the run in. Yes. How much would they actually give? And actually, I, I think they've uh, announced more than I, I expected they yeah, would. Yeah, they did. They did. I think it's, um, isn't it, three, benefit, three payments of €150 right. Euro, um, starting obviously before Christmas. And uh, you'll have those paid to you by April of next year. Yeah. So you're going to get that 450 quite quickly. But again, yeah. energy prices and with this other war now in the Middle East, God knows where well, that's that, that, going it's to go. Ju- it's really going to affect yes. it. We won't feel it straight away. Although I, I do note that they say um, when they're uh, justifying not reducing the energy bills, oh, we've we've purchased well in advance. However, <laughs> when it turns, the, the tables turn a little bit, all of a sudden the energy bills do go up straight away. So I'm not sure how that argument works for both. 
both sides. But um, I think we can expect a big increase in fuel costs mm. next year. Mm. And of course, uh, the the, the uh, excise duty has gone on to the petrol and diesel exactly. last night. Yeah, last straight night. away. And straight of away. course they would have, as I'm sure I saw queues at the petrol stations yesterday. So we all try and buy in advance. Yeah. yeah. And I think cigarettes are also going up, aren't cigarettes they? Cigarettes yes. got a hammering. The 75 cent, I think I was saying yeah. yesterday, to buy 20 cigarettes. My God, it's a, not a fortune to yeah. purchase 20 cigarettes. Uh, but, you know, the push is to try and get people off the fags. That's right. That's really it, and you know. They're talking about um, doing the same with the vaping. Yeah, uh, well, that's they've promised that. Well, it is a promise and it's going to come. Uh, they said there'll be a tax on e-cigarettes and vaping in the next budget. That'll be looking ahead to 2025. But yeah. Gail, there is joy in the Wednesday club. I meet these fellas every <laughs> Wednesday for a pint. There is joy. There is no increase in the pint no. or for wine drinkers on the no. bottle of wine no increase I know I know and they were calling for that and they I were. heard um, other people saying that they had expected that to come in because it's become such a problem but no increase and I think we couldn't have taken it mm. I mean it was bad enough with the VAT on the um, on the hotels and on the that that sector um, not having been is left at the 9% mm. so I think that uh, we couldn't have taken another increase Let's talk for a moment about renting and and on the other side, uh, landlords. In terms of those renting, wh- what's happened there? OK, so the rent tax credit has gone up from 500 to 750. Uh, so that's just money straight back to you once you okay. apply for it. They have, there hasn't been a fantastic uptake on that. Um, big, and, I, and the reason being that the revenue seem to look for a lot of information about the landlord and tenants are afraid to go asking too many questions of the landlord in case they end up being not evicted obviously but um, they're they're lease terminated okay so that's the reason but there hasn't been the great uptake on it but if you have taken advantage of it it's going up by 250 euro and I suggest um, if you haven't claimed it already to do so because you can go back four years all right, you know, so, so might might be a nice little sum there for yeah, you. Yeah, there's money there to be had for yeah. sure. I wanted to go back. Sorry, just step back a moment to homeowners and those paying mortgages as well, yeah. because mortgage interest relief there is a change there. But if, sadly, if you're on a fixed rate mortgage, it it's doesn't not apply. Gonna, no, well, it doesn't apply because your interest hasn't gone up. Yes. Okay. So yeah. it's it's really targeted, and it's it's actually quite clever. It's targeted at people who've whose repayments have jumped in the last twelve months. I mean many interest rate hikes has there been five or six at least yes. um, so you can see a huge jump in the mortgage repayments and it's only them so you have to owe between 80 and 500,000 on a mortgage all. yeah and what you can claim back and you can claim back at 20% is the difference in the interest you've paid in 2022 and 2023 and you can claim 20% of that back and you'll be able to do that early next year you'll find you'll do it through revenue.ie you will have to supply proof but you know at the end of every year you do get a statement showing the interest paid so that's going to be quite straightforward and there should be a good uptake on that So that true revenue again but that will be explained in time by revenue It will but you'll find if, if, if you use that revenue um, website to do any of your tax reclaims it'll it'll form part of that return that's done online It must be your uh, main residence yes, uh, that you indeed. have the mortgage yeah. on 80 to 500,000 of a mortgage those are the parameters at the uh, bottom and top end and yeah. it's capped I see at 12.50 but they reckon there's what about 160 170,000 people actually going to benefit from this which is a a large benefit yeah and their repayments have jumped uh, Mm. Jerry like it's it's been significant and particularly those that are with the vulture funds 
Yes. Our own banks have got, been a little bit slower in reduce, choose, in increasing rather the interest on mortgages, whereas the vulture funds, and I'm not even sure you're allowed to call them that, but you know who I mean. Yes. They have been very aggressive with it. Mm. Um, on the landlord side of things, there's been w- wide and uh, varied calls. We hear it all the time and the run into this budget as well, that landlords who've been fleeing the market, yeah. the small landlord yeah. getting out, yeah. and they've done something to try and incentivize people to hold on to yeah. properties. They have indeed. Well, landlords have been d- d- treated quite poorly and um, and then they have, as they say, voted with their feet, they're leaving the market, which means there's less rental properties available. So you do need the smaller landlord um, in the market and what they're doing is they're giving them a tax break worth about six, between 600 and 1,000 euro, but rising each year they stay in the market. So each year they're in the market up to 2027 they will get a little, um, a little extra. In the first year 3,000 of income will be taxed at 20%. So the, the rental profit rather, not necessarily the rental income. 3,000 of that will be at 20% as opposed to the 40%. Yes. Okay, so that's big, yeah. you know, and it'll rise each year. Um, and I think there is some stipulation, although we don't have all the details, that you have to uh, intend to stay in the market yeah. and leave your property in the market. Yeah, you just can't uh, draw this and then decide that that you're on your way. Yeah. Do you think, is, is it enough? Is it enough to stem the flow of those it's, exiting, uh, you know, private uh, landlords? I think there's... T- the, the it's been the problem has been twofold. One is the interest rate hikes, so that has left landlords because they would if they've got a mortgage on their property, um, it's it's shot up, mm. okay, mm. and they're stuck in a zone probably where they can only demand a certain uh, rent, and so the income is not rising as fast as the expenditure, and that's probably one of the reasons that they have exited. And then for most um, landlords like that, they're paying. But when you take USC and PRSI into it, they're paying nearly 50% on the rent. So mm. if you take that and the interest, it's, it's you know, it makes it absolutely unprofitable. And then you add the issues you have with the second property if you're managing it yourself. Yeah. And listen there, just back on about the fuel allowance. Would you ask the lady, Jerry? do we get another fuel allowance? It's 300, yes. uh, the fuel allowance. Is that up? Is that an increase, that 300? Y- yes. It's yes. on top of what you on normally top get. Of, there yeah. you are. There you are. That's good news for you. It's on top of what you're getting at the moment, an extra 300. Now, the minimum wage has gone up to yeah. €12.70. Yeah. It's given quite a jump. That's a big jump. Yeah, that is a big jump. It was in the €10 Euro something. It was, you know, so that is a significant jump. Yeah. It's it's hard enough. But to be honest with you, it's so difficult to get staff at the moment. You'll find that a lot of employers were paying that anyway. Yes. And finally today, just quickly, the VAT registration thresholds. What's the this significance is big news, here? Actually, so they, this hasn't been increased in years, in, in nearly as long as I'm coming to you. Um, so it's gone up for 40,000 if it's a service you sell. So if you your, your um, income in any given 20 12 months is under 40,000 yeah. you don't have to register for that okay. and if it's a product you're is selling it goes up to 80,000 right. which it takes a lot of the bookkeeping and headache yes. and cost and messiness out of it um, it's not enough it needed to be more. I mean, I think it's much higher across the water, um, but it's a step in the right direction. You welcome it. I do. Less, 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 <laughs> less of this uh, bureaucracy yeah. for small fry, yeah, which really. Which is ridiculous. And, yeah, which is ridiculous. Gail, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us again on the day after Budget Day. Gail McAvoy from McAvoy Craig Accountants. Uh, thank you. 
So there you have it. A late, late show budget, Louise. That's the way uh, Gail described it. Something for everybody in the audience. Quite a bit for uh, a lot of people as well, I have to say. Um, Mm. I think they did well overall, to be honest with you. Of course, there will be questions asked and there are bigger bigger issues in the country as well. But look, overall, I think people will uh, find benefit. And it'll be a help towards the rising costs of energy and uh, food food and Mm. all that type of thing. Because that's going up and up. That's for sure. It might just get give us a holding position as such and I know people are uh, finding it tough out there it really is for an awful lot of folk Aloise you know me and letters you yeah. know you know, don't I'll say it again don't I love, love letters don't I love getting a letter mm-hmm. I just do I'm like a little child when one goes in this lovely little envelope came in this morning and I just want to read it to listeners today it comes from at boy and it says dear Jerry I had to put pen to paper to wish you massive congratulations on your award well deserved and that interview with that woman well you were just wonderful you just listened listening is a gift denied to many also Huge congratulations to Louise. She is so easy to listen to. Let's tell that to my husband. Ah, there you go. (laughs) We'll clip this recording. We will. The letter continues. I have been listening to your afternoon show for years and I really look forward to it every day. Keep up the good work, Jerry. Your show is so interesting. Every day, a different topic. Just great. Yours faithfully, Gertie Carney from At Boy. Gertie. You've we made you. our day. We do. We just, do. Uh, that was like an effort to oh. put the pen and paper and then post it. And that's just so lovely. Look at the writing. Look at her beautiful. writing. You're a beautiful writer as well. You really are. I love it. I love to get a letter. That's going up on the notice board mm. upstairs and staying there. We're keeping that one forever. We are indeed. Gertie, we love you. We do indeed. Thanks for taking the trouble to, uh, of sending the letter to us. Louise, I want to ask you a question. I have a question for you. Okay. I'm bracing myself. No, no, no need. I think this is this. Uh, this will be easy answer today. But I wonder, yes. I wonder what uh, uh, listeners, what do you think about this? Do you know the program Grand Designs? Yeah, Kevin McLeod. Mm. You know, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I watch it now. There's a lot of repeats on, but there's new ones as well. But I was watching one. It was last night, I think. And the house was finished, and he arrived. Took years to do it, and he arrived. But he had to take his shoes off at the door. <gasps> oh, Kevin McLeod did yes. for the new owners. Yeah, right. Where do I stand on it? That's good. That's a real <laughs> lovely pun there. Where do you stand on it? Where do you stand, folks, on... If it was a white carpet, I'd say, yeah, but then aren't you silly to put a white carpet just inside the door? Correct. Well, do you know my position on this? Mm-hmm. You have a lovely house, but I'll never see the inside of it. Good luck to you. It prolongs the life of a carpet, though. You know, you're going in at your big dirty clogs full of muck and God only what not you've stood on outside I will never take my shoes off going into anybody's house why embarrassed your feet my feet are lovely feet I beg your pardon <laughs> I've just grown a new big toenail did you know that I lost my big toenail oh thanks it fell out. my big toenail fell out and I've grown a beautiful new toenail and I have to say I think I have lovely feet anyway it's nothing to do with my feet it's nothing to do with my feet from? what are you talking about my feet Folks, what do you think? I think if it was their own person's house, you should res- just respect their wishes. Is there anybody out there that has this policy? Is it your policy not to allow people in with footwear, wearing footwear? Are there people out there like that? Would you or, let people in with wellies? On a whole, into your no, house? No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Say wellies. So it's footwear to some people. OK, we're going to draw the line here. Waders, Wellingtons, and you walking in the garden. No, we're not talking about that football boots. We're oh. talking about shoes. You arrive in a nice, clean pair of shoes. It's a dry day. Why would you take your shoes off? No way, Jose. 
Not a chance. This kitty, well, no. The only thing is, if you did take your shoes off and you had stinky feet, isn't that worse? Yeah, the stinky yeah, feet. The stinky, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good in. point, Miss Louise. Very good point. I never even rough, thought of that, that myself. That wouldn't be nice. That'd that be worse be nice. than letting you in Folks, what do you think? 086-1800-658. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me today. Would you take your shoes off? If somebody said to you, take your shoes off. You have to take your shoes off before you come into my home. Would you take them off? Is there anyone out there has that policy? Have you come across it at all? Maybe it's just McLeod and uh, grand designs that happens on shows like that. These fantastic new buildings. Mm. I don't know. But no, 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 no. I wouldn't take my shoes off. And if you were in your own house. Yeah. Now, I'm not asking. You don't not. But even just for comfort, would you take them off? I'll take your shoes off and walk around the house. Ah, foot naked. Yeah, if the weather was warmer, that you know what I mean, I would. Or you know, slip your shoes off and you'd be in your socks if you mm. put your feet up in the chair at night time. That's one thing. But to stop somebody at your door and say you can't come in if you don't take your shoes <laughs> off. Maybe they don't want you. Well, that's, think of that. That's one way. That's one way. <laughs> that's one way of uh, getting around that issue. <laughs> Surely is shoes off. No, all right, bye. See you sometime. <laughs> See me never. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight. WhatsApp or text us. Would you take your shoes off to go into somebody's house? Do you feel it's okay? <laughs> Let us know. Late lunch, LMFM radio. Heading for news and weather at two. In the company of Westlife. Oh, Ava loves this one. Who knows? Oh, you're great people. You really are. I love the mixed views when it comes to having to take your shoes off when you arrive at someone's home if you're asked by them to do so. Oh, I have lots of comments here uh, and I'm going to come back to them in a little while on the show. But just one I'll read uh, that's come to us. Maggie was on to say, uh, I'm all for it. House slippers in the front hall for all of us. Shower caps for visitors' feet, says Maggie. There you go. There's somebody who actually likes the idea of people having to take their shoes off uh, in the home and when they arrive at the home. What do you think? Would you take your shoes off if you were asked by somebody when you arrived at their uh, abode? What do you think? Would you take them off? Is it something that you're okay with or not? There are quite a few people who are not, I can tell you as well. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Keep those messages coming to me. I'm coming back to them a little later on in the show, I promise you. But before all that, I have a woman who is on cloud nine because you see she will be taking to the stage very soon with a star of stage. Yes, Rebecca Storm on the line with me today from Drogheda County Loud. This actor, Carol O'Connor. Hello, Carol. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. I hear the excitement in your voice. I actually hear it. (laughs) Um, I've actually, I've actually, my name was McAllister before I was O'Connor, so right. I would have been known as McAllister in Drogheda, uh, Karen McAllister, Duke Street, Drogheda. Oh, so, famous um, then, family, famous family, <laughs> the McAllisters. So, um, anyway, um, just I suppose a little bit about myself. Yeah. Um, in Drogheda, I, I was quite involved in, in lots of, um, musical and dramatic things. So, um, in St. Peter's Choral Group for a long, long time, Eugene Mooney, all those many years ago, yes. with wonderful concerts uh, all over the country. And um, then I, I was involved in, in an amateur dramatics in um, The Importance of Being Earnest, where I played Cecily. Um, various John Clare tops, um, 
competitions and uh, performances. And also, I used to do a cabaret in the fairways in Dundalk. That's all many, many years ago. You and have was, a wonderful yeah. CV, young woman, let me say. Well, that was before we moved to Kilkenny. I know. When my, my, my husband, actually, um, John, who wrote this show, actually, um, with, with um, an Ollie who did the music, um, we met in... in uh, he he actually came to my door. I was I was the, the secretary of John Clare Talks, and that's how we met. Anyway, I won't I won't delay on that. There's no delay at all. Started. We we love stories, <laughs> and we love love stories that began yeah. with tops of the town. So you well, met him. Met him through that. The the there you go. But anyway, um, back back to Kilkenny. Moved to Kilkenny and involved with pantomimes there in Castlecomer and some Watergate productions. Um, and musicals, Buskin, and, um, which was written by Brian O'Reilly and Scrooge, um, all in the Watergate Theatre. And um, now I'm in a, in a choir here, a local choir, Kilkenny Choir, which um, performs lots of classical numbers. Lovely, so, lovely. Yeah. So you see, so, you see, this has been nurtured in you for years and years, and here you yeah. are with this big break coming for you. You mentioned your husband there, who, along with his colleague, because I want to talk about this for a moment, have yeah. written this brilliant uh, show called Letters from the Front. Just tell our listeners what it's based yeah. on and about. Okay, so um, it's an anti-war piece, and um, it's about it's it's based in World War One, about World War One, and it's about three stories. Um, an Irish couple um, who, an Irish couple, a British um, army uh, officer, and a, a, a German family. Mm. And um, the Irish couple elope after Eileen, uh, Eileen and Willie. Eileen finds herself in the family way and elopes to Liverpool um, with Willie. And because Times are bad. Willie enlists in the British Army, which mm. actually was controversial at those times, obviously, um, given the Irish situation. Yes. And um, but he, he had to bring put, put bread on the table, so that's how that that situation. And then we have a disgruntled British officer um, with many skeletons in the cupboard and family issues, and he comes out of retirement to take command in the trenches in World War One. Um, and then we have a young German boy um, who falsifies his age to sign up in the German army. And his mother, actually in this, is Rebecca. So right. Rebecca plays the mother of the young German boy who joins the army. Okay. Uh, so the three stories come together yes. um, during a Christmas truce, the, the famous Christmas truce, um, and with... with um, intriguing results so yeah so um, that's you've got to go and see this play to find out more what part do you play so I'm playing um, mother of one of the sons who has travelled one of the many mothers who who lost their sons in the war yeah so and um, it's there's there's over 200,000 fought in the British army during World War One, mm. and uh, Irish people Yes, fought in the British Army, and thirty-five thousand were killed. They were, and even alone from Kilkenny alone, three thousand fought, and eight hundred were killed. So right. it's very close to home to a lot of people who are, like a lot of cast, are from Kilkenny. Yeah, 
Um, Isn't it great so, to have Rebecca Storm uh, it's, it's see you know you know pick up um, on this and love the part and love everything about it and the music and now she's going to appear in it, it. when she's it's staged. It's brilliant. I mean, she's been in Evita, Les Miserables, yeah. Talent the Girls, and of course her famous Blood Brothers. Mm. Um, after seeing our show, she she was bowled over by the poignant story and music, and and it resonated with her personally. Mm. Um, her grandfather actually fought in the Battle of the Somme, so she, and she has actually many letters he wrote from the trenches. Yes. So it means a lot to her. Oh, so it's, yeah. we're absolutely. Um, I mean, we're so privileged to have her on the show, and we're all so excited to be working with her. Yeah. Um, so. The actual show is on um, on the 21st of November to the 24th and it's in the O'Reilly Theatre in uh, South uh, Denmark Street. Yeah, Belvedere Dublin. College in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. right beside Belvedere yeah, College. right next door. There. And the bookings, just the bookings is great events um, and it's gr, the number eight, events.ie. Okay, great so events. We're hoping, we're hoping, yeah, to have full houses there, and um, yeah, we're we're big into rehearsal at the moment, and you know, really looking forward to the whole. Well, I, so I can tell you, her coming on board has given given this uh, a, a different dimension altogether. I understand that. I've met Rebecca a few times. I've interviewed her on a number That's of occasions okay. as well, and yeah. she's she's an absolutely lovely person. I remember seeing yeah. her for the first time when Blood Brothers was staged in Dublin many moons ago. Yeah, myself, uh, myself, the same. Yeah, yes, she yes, was brilliant yeah. in that. But anyway, absolutely. you have her a real star on the stage, you know. But but listen, I have to congratulate your lad and the. Uh, other guy who wrote it because this yeah, has Don, potential. Don and Holly, Don, yeah. Don uh, wrote the show, and it all, it all started in a, in a during COVID, and um, there was a Yuletide fest on, and they were looking for um, some events in it. And Don had written this short um, twenty minutes, um, twenty minutes, just little in the trenches with the. Sorry, I'm getting all confused here. He wrote this show, and it was just a minute show for 20 minutes. Yes. And the army um, agreed to take it on, and he actually, we actually performed it up in the army barracks, outside in the cold. In the and there was these, they made trenches, and he wanted to make it appear as you know as true to life as possible. So it was actually raining. The weather was very appropriate on the day. It was raining and it was cold. And we had a, we had an audience of a couple of hundred and they uh, saw, watched this show and we did... It, it was just a small version of yes. the show. And it was... It was... Uh, um, it was... As a result of that, it was popular, uh, you know. Yeah, and that, that led into in yes, and that led, and it led into in, it, it resulted yeah. in it encouraged the guys to maybe um, develop it into a full scale yeah. musical. Yeah, so oh, no. Don has worked on that mm. over the over the COVID period with Ollie, mm. who has um, written the music, all original music, and um, so it's it's going to be. You know, it's going to be a treat for everyone, and especially when we have such a big star on board. Oh well. yeah, this has yeah. potential now to go further, really, because there's resonance with so many, uh, as you said, because of the significance of the well, Great War. Yeah. yeah, and we actually performed it in in Kilkenny in March in the Watergate Theatre, and we were blown over by the the um, 
reactions of people, yes, you know. it went very well. So, and I'm sure it's going to go very well in Dublin. And God knows where it goes from there when you have Re- Rebecca yeah, Storm with you, you as know, well. You never know. West End, God, here yeah. they come. Woohoo! Yes, absolutely. My well, word. Will I, I skip those dates again, just in case? I, I have them here, so I you have, have the 21st. Yeah, I'm going to give them now in a second. Anyway, before you go, I didn't realise I was talking to one of the famous McAllister clan from Drogheda. There <laughs> you are. And you Ke- know the family. Yeah, well, Kevin, uh, Kevin on West Street, yeah, Kevin, and Kevin would be my cousin. I know now, that. So, I know that he yeah, keeps yeah. the name alive in retail. There, you know Absolutely. what I mean. And, and down, down, yes, and, and Mark I played, and I played badminton yeah. against them many moons ago. So I did oh, the okay, other girls. Okay, yeah. Oh, there you good. go. Small world. Um, anyway, we <laughs> wish you well. I'm going to give out the details now in a minute. Good luck to you, and please God, this Thank goes even so further, Carol. Good luck. Thank you much for the airways. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye. Carol O'Connor and Nima Callister there from Drogheda in this wonderful play called Letters from the Front. This is a star in the making this show for sure. And just to say again that the show is on in Dublin if you'd like to check it out. The O'Reilly Theatre beside Belvedere College there from November 21st to 24th and you can book tickets as you heard there online as well for it uh, well done uh, well done to all concerned it's a, it's a great little story that late lunch LMFM radio <laughs> I think I'll take my shoes off and put my slippers on when we come back <laughs> 2008 The album was called The Fame, her debut album, a massive number one all over the world. The second single from that one, of course, Lady Gaga there. And Poker Face on your late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the show if you're just joining us today and if you're always with us. Well, we do love you indeed. Uh, We've been talking earlier on about taking your shoes off or being asked to take your shoes off. Uh, when you arrive at somebody's home. But before I get on to that, I do want to mention somebody. I just spotted it. Eileen O'Connor in Navin is celebrating a big birthday today. She's 70. She volunteers in the NCBI charity shop and has done for the past six years. She never misses her shift. She's a wonderful, selfless person. And would you believe it? She's in the shop today on her big birthday, working away. Happy birthday, Eileen O'Connor. Have a great one. That comes in from all your friends today. I know they love you. They love you. You know that woman, do you, Louise? Yeah, I just love her. Do you know her? Yeah, Yeah. do you know that lady? Everybody in Navin knows Eileen. Do they? Yeah, she's such a lovely woman. She always has a smile on her face and she's always great crack. Ah. Full of fun. There you go. Happy birthday, Eileen, again from all of us here. Back to the shoes, off at the door. God, it's interesting, isn't it, Louise, to see mm. what people feel about this. Let me read Very a selection. Balanced. Yeah, let me read a selection of the comments. Uh, Betty called in to say she would not take her shoes off going into anyone's house. The reason being, a house should be a home. That house you're referring to, Jerry, is not a home, says Betty. We know where Betty stands and that one. She's with me there. Here's another one. In Japan, they have slippers inside the door to put on. Why, you may ask, Jerry? It keeps the house clean, yes, but some people think you bring in bad energy with different soil on your shoes, says Joan. Isn't that an interesting one? 
That's very thought-provoking, Joan, I have to say. And Michael Indrum Conrad, I'm with you, Jerry. Shoes stay on. Having said that, though, when someone has a new carpet down, it's shoes off, but the novelty soon wears off. That is true. I think that's very mm. true, Michael. It really is. And there's one about dog poo on a on a beige carpet. I'm not even going to go there. Don't want to even talk about that. Oh, I, I wonder I, what I, the Japanese would think about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The dog would be in trouble, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, here's, my, here's more. Uh, hi, I think it's very rude and unwelcoming to be told to take off shoes entering somebody's house. What happened to putting a decent mat down at the door? Now you're talking. Mm. The old, have you a mat inside your door? No. Oh, listen, we have. Does the door close over it? Oh, Some over doors it, won't yeah, close. Yeah, you know, close yeah. over it. There's uh. a door on the way in. Yeah, oh, there's a mat on that door. There's a door <laughs> on the way in. There's a door on the way in. There's a mat on the way in for sure. Yeah, Little I like cave. that. What? Otherwise you'd live in a cave. Yeah, well, yeah, the mat. <laughs> <laughs> the mat. The mat is the thing. Now, there's a good suggestion there. We have a mat. I d- we do. Now, here's another one. Uh, no way would I take off my uh, shoes uh, to enter anyone's house. It certainly wouldn't be a home in my book. Congratulations, Jerry and Louise. Job well done. I love your show. Thank you very much indeed for that one. Um let me see. Uh, have an, oh, yeah, look at this one here. Uh, I only had a conversation recently with my good friend about this. We know some people who insist on shoes off. Mm-hmm. We've never been to their homes. We just meet them for coffee. <laughs> I like your style. That's not really insulting them, but in a way, I'd say it's getting the message across. Here comes Helen's view. A happy house is a dirty house. No happiness in these posh homes, says Helen. There you go. Well, I think, you know, there's tidiness as well. There's tidiness and untidiness. And I agree with you there. There's cleanliness and tidiness. Yes, Mm. there is. And Helen is is getting that there. Annette says, if I didn't want to visit, I wouldn't be there. So I wouldn't mind respecting their wishes. You Ah. know, so Annette says... You know, if I didn't want to visit, I wouldn't be there. And it hasn't a problem. Yes, she hasn't a problem with with taking the shoes off there. 
I think it's I think it's on the side of you keeping the shoes on I roughly so. when I read the comments there. I yeah. think it's more on the side and there's more there as well. Mm. But I, I think it is. People just don't like changing their socks. Uh, well, <laughs> somebody else said, <laughs> look at that one. You won't smell the feet, by the way, they say, if there's dogs or cats in the house. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> you know what I mean, Louise? That's a very true point there by a listener. If you have... No, I don't think so. But listen, you know, there is a dog. There's a smell so, off a dog. Yeah, but not like smelly feet. I, I, th- I, I think I think the I, I, I don't think they're too wrong there because the, the smell of a dog or smell a of a dog smell and then oh would, no. would, would, would overpower the feet smell no no I you wouldn't don't think say so. so you don't think so there you go um, I never I never considered that one when you said about the, the foot owner mm. <laughs> taking off the, the shoes so maybe it'd be best to visit in the cold of winter <laughs> when there's less likely to be, you know, when it's warm in the summer and your sweeter, your feet are sweaty and that. Unless you're one of the Franciscan brigade. Oh, the sandals. Sandals and socks. There'd be no other of you wore the sandals <laughs> and socks, would there? Oh my God! I just, I get. No, it just wouldn't let you in. Oh Lord Almighty! You wouldn't let someone in with the sandals and socks, would you? No. Oh, you see that? You're like myself. That sandals and socks does my head in. Especially, we said it before, when the socks go right up to the knees <laughs> and the sandals, oh, gee, just give us a break. You can just say Irish when you see them anywhere. Irish. But why? Like the sandals are sandals to let the oh, air in and then know. you're just putting socks on. I don't know. I got uh. lashed one day before, but this, I'm not going back there, but sandals and socks, man, it's something. Never, ever, ever in this kiddies book. Anyway, what about the shoes and your house? Do you take them off? Are you into that or do you uh, oppose it? Would you not go in if you were asked to take your shoes off? Let us know. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Up next, it's our doc, Kate McCann, and she's talking to us about getting ready for winter health-wise. It's that time of the month to say hello to Dr. Kate McCann. Hi, Kate. Hi, Jerry. Good to talk to you again. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. And today we're focusing on being winter ready health-wise. I want to start and ask you something uh, about uh, vaccination and the flu vaccination in particular, which, you know, many people are advised to get coming into the uh, winter season. Is flu vaccination necessary for children? Yes, and I'm going to stick to public health guidance here um, and the experts who make it, um, who include um, public health, virologists and infectious disease. Um, But we have good data on why they recommend it. And we know that um, the data that was collected over the last 10 years, um, 5,000 children were admitted to hospital over a decade with flu. Um, And we only count it when it's a notifiable, which means they actually had a positive um, swab in the at you know in the emergency department with them showed they had flu and so 5,000 were admitted to hospital um 200 ended up in, in intensive care and some children um in in Ireland have died as complications of, of flu it, it does affect children and so um the public recommendations has been to add the flu vaccine to um to the, the public health guidelines and to make it free uh, for parents which is excellent because many doctors like myself for years uh, wanted Ireland to add this. We were very slow compared to many other countries to offer this to, to parents and families. So are you saying to me all children are just ch- children in vulnerable categories? Um, at the moment, it's all children. And so, well, it, what's some qualifiers there? The current availabilities um, for children without special health needs. So children with special health needs may have different guidance um, about the type of immunization they get um, or from their health team. But for children without um, special health needs, 
It's free for um, two to 12 year olds. And by the way, we're not talking about a shot or a needle. We're talking about a little spray up the nose. Yeah. Um, so this isn't anything as painful. And then children from ages 13 to 17, it's not all of them, but it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty um, broad group, including children with long-term medical conditions, um, and children who are also in care are, are kind of in a care role or live in a home um, where there's somebody else in the family is vulnerable. Okay, so it's there available for all children and can be accessed through GPs. Yeah, so if you have any questions, not sure about the access to GPs. There are, um, in certain areas of the country, there's there they are considered. I think there's certain areas of the country that are going to try school-based programs. Um, I don't know of any local to us. Um, and, and then it can be also be available through some pharmacies. Through pharmacies as well. OK, um, just before we get on to getting ready for winter, uh, COVID is still knocking about. There's uh, cases uh, in the community, people in hospital with it, people in intensive care as well. There's a sort of a blaseness around it now. Is that fair to say? Very little testing go on. If people feel they have symptoms, they just try to muddle through. Is that a good uh, policy? Yeah, the public health advice has changed um, dramatically over the last three years in response to how the pandemic has changed. But no, COVID has not gone away. Um, the right now, the widespread testing has been scaled down. We're we're not telling everybody to, to antigen test the way we did even a year ago. However, if you do have a positive test, then you know we still should be isolating for five days. And there's public health guidelines, and. And if you have the symptoms of COVID, um, which are pretty much the same as the symptoms of flu in many cases. So if you're miserable and thrown down with a virus, the public health recommendation is still to, to you know, just take a stay, stay at home. Stay at home for about five days or until 48 hours after the symptoms have settled. Um, you know, no, whatever it is that you have, you don't want to test for COVID. If you might have the flu, but whatever it is, you know, not to spread it around the community would be probably appreciated by everybody you work with. Too true. Now let's get on to the um, meat of the matter today on the show with you. Winter is on the way and people like to, if you like, insulate themselves from colds and flus and viruses, etc. and be the best they can health-wise. What are your recommendations? What are a few key pointers to get us through this winter and next spring? The same stuff as always, Jerry, is that the, the boring stuff, the common sense stuff is actually <laughs> the stuff that works. So washing your hands. Your hands are major ways that viruses get into your body. So really good high-end hygiene, teaching your children good hand hygiene, washing your hands coming home from shops or on public transport. These kind of things really help. I think one of the things that we have to realize is that we are going to get sick. And I think we've talked about this a bit before, Jerry, that you know, especially very young children will get as many as eight to 12 winter uh, viruses, you know, kind of colds and things like that. They'll get about eight to 12 viruses this winter. So it is going to seem like your child's constantly sick. And so knowing when they can go to school, when they can't go to school, and having a sick day plan, whether that's for work or whether for school, having a sick day plan in place to let people recover, um, and then making sure that you have you have your vitamin D. Vitamin D is, is the one that we know we need in Ireland. During the winter months, there simply isn't enough of it that we're exposed to. So between Halloween and St. Patrick's Day, uh, we should be getting our vitamin D in. So a supplement, take that supplement, a vitamin D supplement, the, talk to your pharmacist or whatever about the uh, the dosage you need. And are you saying across the board as well, get it into children and ad- adults and vulnerable adults? 
Yes. So for for children from ages zero to four years, um, they're going to need um, liquid drops, of, and the dose is around five micrograms. But I wouldn't worry about that. Your pharmacist can help guide you. So the only people who don't need that under the age of four are um, infants or toddlers who are on fortified formula that will have extra vitamin D added, and um, and then even healthy adults and teenagers need need um, need some. And um, all children, school, school age children, so we say between five and eleven, they need about ten micrograms added, uh, added a day. But through everyone from zero to 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 all the way up there is going to need vitamin D added during those months. And is that the one supplement? Uh, you know, you'll hear people talking about multivitamins, uh, vitamin C, two, zinc, things like that. If if you were to recommend one, you'd go for the D. What about those others? Is it no harm to take those as well? You know, when it comes to the vitamins, I mean, it's it's it, I mean, it's a huge industry, the supplement industry. I generally think that some of the worst harm they can do to patients is is financial. So, if you want to pick out a supplement and something you can comfortably afford, um, and you feel better for it, no no harm there. But where we know is going to make a difference is is vitamin D and supporting healthy immune system. Um, the rest of it, and especially a lot of these multivitamins, some of the stuff might be useful, some of the stuff might not be. What else? Exercise, I take it. You're back with your walks again, I see. How much exercise do we need, even when the weather's not great? Is it important to get out for some exercise and uh, light and, and, you know, fresh air? It, it really is. So, you know, yesterday was World Mental Health Day, and one of the things we always talk about is how important it is to, to get outside and stay active to help support um, our mental health, physical health. The reality is the winter, our, our, our need for our heart health, our mental health, um, our immune system, our need for the 100 of our health that staying active helps. It doesn't change in the winter, but what does change is those days get shorter and darker and colder. And, you know, and we don't want to really um, blame people. I mean, it's not just a motivation thing. Oh, look, it's darker in the evening. I, I can't get out for my walk. It's also a safety thing. You know, you know, the, the pathways are darker, the, the roads are wetter, and depending on where you live and, you know, your and your health conditions, it may be harder or less safe for you to get those walks. So making a winter plan about, okay, can I keep going with the activity that I've been doing? Um, you know, are coming up with an alternative, maybe going out earlier in the day, maybe joining a community group, maybe getting somebody to do it with you. But making a plan to adapt your activity to the winter is necessary because it's, it's a very slow slide saying, oh, I walked yesterday. It was great because it was beautiful yesterday. Now mm. today it's already cold. And it's, oh, I won't do it tonight. And then it's, I won't do it the next night. you got to be honest, the weather's probably not going to get good again until April. Mm. So, you know, we have to adapt. Adapt and make a plan and be sensible about it as well. Come back to the home because we, most homes have their central heating and have upgraded to new systems as well. And homes can be, you know, quite, uh, what would I say, encased uh, in the winter time of the year, very little ventilation, lots of heat on, that type of thing. Does that in itself breed, you know, disease? See, you know, that's that's difficult to know because we talk about homes, that's a wide variety of homes. So, it's not necessarily where it breeds disease. And if it's talking about the family home, I mean, you know, you bring a virus to the home, it's going to run around the home no matter what, usually, regardless of the ventilation. But, you know, sometimes people do notice that um, damp in the home may trigger um, for some people things like asthma. 
Um, so a, a damp in the home or the type of heating, especially if they're burning fuel in the home, um, such as an open fire, can trigger some people's asthma. So we do see a change sometimes in things like uh, like uh, asthma really is in response to how the home is heated or ventilated. Mm. would be the one that, that would kind of jump out at me in, what I, in my practice. So what you're saying is where you have somebody with that condition and uh, you have a home, ventilation is important, maybe coolness at night in a room to sleep, that type of thing. It depends on the person, to be honest. Okay. And that's one of those things. I, I, you know, and different people are triggered by different things. But yes, as we change the ventilation, um, and as we change and turning on heating, and it, it may be something you may not, you may notice. In, in terms of winter time, um, as well, it, 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 there's little daylight. It gets shorter. There's a lot of darkness as well. It's a time as well. I know we you, you mentioned exercise and all those other things, but to rest as well is no harm. You need your rest. You need your sleep too. Oh, Jerry, we've talked about that before here. Yes, people need sleep. Sleep is essential for good health. And most people get too little of it. So, um, yeah, that is the, that is sometimes some one of the benefits is as it, as the d- evenings get darker, it can make sleep that little bit easier, especially for, for, for children. It makes more sense, for example, to go to sleep when it's dark out than it does when the sun is up till 10 o'clock at night. So it can get a little bit easier. But, yeah, looking after sleep, making sure we have good sleep habits, um, as we get into the winter months is, is, is important. And of course, what we what we, we talked about diet here before as well, good nutrition mm. is, is so important. If you do all these things, I'm just here sitting think, thinking, Kate, get your vaccination against the flu, wash the hands, the vitamin D, activity, rest, sleep, good food and that. Can you ring fence yourself and nearly say, I'm ready for anything. I'll fend off what the world has to send my way. You're going to set yourself up for success anyway. The chances are that you're going to be exposed to a winter virus. What you want to do is reduce what you're exposed to, and and then you'll be in the best position to get over it as quickly as possible. If you're feeling, you know, without without being as miserable, uh, you know, as you could be. Mm. You know, there, I think it's not a personal or moral failing if you pick up a virus in the community, but we also know. That repeatedly being unwell is, is is puts pressure on people. It's not nice. Fall behind in work or school, and so we want to stay healthy. We want to feel well, um, and we can take steps to try to reduce the amount of viruses we experience. We can take steps to try and make sure that we recover and that we're not as miserable. Um, but you know, it's not a moral failing. We pick up something in the community. And if you are unlucky enough uh, to uh, acquire one of those viruses or ever, I take it your advice of the past, rest, if you need time off, take it, drink loads, take the painkillers or whatever, and it should pass. It should. And if you have any concerns, uh, you'll pick up the phone and ask your GP. I think one of the things is that um, we also have, the, you can also check under the weather, which is the HSC site. Not all viral infections require a visit to the GP. Your chemist is a good source of advice. Um, but if you have concerns, and especially when we talk about younger cases of people with um, with serious health conditions, when every year, the thing that I always get concerned about is we have a campaign every year, and I'm sure it'll be coming out over the next few weeks, um, dissuading people from presenting to the emergency department or running to their doctor mm. uh, with all these different viruses, because the health service will, again, undoubtedly find itself under even more pressure. The problem I always have with those odds is it always seems that the people 
who, who the people who listened to it or the people who are at least like who least should listen to it, you know? Yes. Um, the yes. people with serious underlying conditions or parents with children who probably do need to see a doctor are the most hesitant in response to those ads saying, oh, well, I don't, you're, you know, so many times in hospital, patients have said to me, oh, I didn't come in, doctor. I know how busy you all are. And, you know, I know I really needed to see them. Um, so it, it, it's a lot to ask people to say, oh, use your judgment, because literally my job as a doctor is to learn to use my judgment of who needs me and who doesn't. And when we have a health system under pressure, it asks that of patients, and it's really difficult. I don't have any good answers for that, yeah. but it is, it is something to think, think about. Yes, indeed, to think about is right. We'll leave it there for today. Until next month, Dr. Kate McCann, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Take care, Jerry. Take care, bye. Back to the shoes on or off when you arrive at somebody's house. Hi, Jerry. I lived and worked in Vancouver, Canada, and taking off shoes was the done thing. Even one day, a telecom technician came to connect our internet and took his shoes off and worked in his socks. Think there was a practical side as well, as the streets of Vancouver can be snowy and wet for a lot of the year. Cheers. That comes in from a regular listener in Kilmullen. Good to hear from you today. Thanks indeed for that. I'm with you, says somebody else, Jerry. Shoes on, a good mat inside the door. You can't beat it and you beat the lard out of the mat then every week or so outside and it does the job. It's as simple as that. There you go. That certainly stirred the pot with the shoes on, shoes off thing, hasn't it? For sure. Of course, there are faiths where you can't go in and worship. You've got to take uh, your shoes off. You've got to cover yourself up. And I understand that in the house of God or a belief or whatever. But in your home, nah, nah, not my cup of tea, to be honest. The bingo jackpot. It's €8,600 next Tuesday. Nancy Clark from Dunshockton and Monica Russell from Carrick won 600 each. Make sure you get your book today. They're on sale at outlets across the North East. And we have a new stockist of LMFM Bingo Book Super Value in Kingscourt. There you are. Kingscourt, you're in the mix for the bingo. The big money, €8,600. And remember, when you play LMFM Radio Bingo, you're supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. You're at late lunch on LMFM Radio this Wednesday afternoon. Do you think, Louise, they can revamp, you know, classic comedy? You know, that no. Where I, remember I was talking about Faulty Towers. Yeah. They were talking about bringing it back. And we just said, Not no, chance. leave well enough alone. Because society has changed. You know, jokes that they used back then yes. can't be used today. Well, it brings no. me nicely to uh, the remake of Frasier. Okay. Remember Frasier? Yeah. Every, now, at it, it first screen, you're, you're right, 1993, like, mm. you know, 30 years ago. Um, you know what I mean? It's a long time. It's back on, and the first couple of episodes have come out in America. Do you know who's in it? Given You know, there was always an, an English side to the American uh, way or mm. in it. There was that contrast, the British and the American. Rodney. You know Nicholas Lindhorst that oh, played no Rodney in Fools and Horses? Oh, yeah, okay. He has a part in the new Frasier with Kelsey. None of the original... Oh, Kelsey's oh, Kelsey in Grammer's there, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the he's the big star of it, of course. But the rest are new. But it, it, I believe Nicholas Lindhorst does very well in it. It's got reasonable reviews, but it's very hard to replicate the original and the success of it, isn't it? It really is. I, uh, I think if anybody really, really loved, like, Fraser or that, yeah. and they went, they'd be so disappointed. Mm, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I just see it's back anyway. Um, I must give it a look. I'll have to check it out and see what it's like anyway. But uh, yeah, why do they do that? Why can't they just come up with different new ones, new show? Just shows you it's very hard. It's not uh, easy to be new and different and unique. And that there's a lot of reinventing the wheel for sure. But uh, 
Anyway, we'll, we'll we'll give it a look and see. I watched the second part of Jimmy Savile last night. You're going to watch it back, aren't I you? Am, You're going to get a chance. Yeah, yeah. a chance, yeah. Or. Well, you were saying the first half was a bit slow moving. Yeah, to start and with. yes, last, last night. Last night, similar vein. I think by next week, it's on again Monday, Tuesday okay. next week, parts three and four. I think you'll really see. Uh, are what, you, you know, are you looking forward to it already next yeah. week? Oh, yeah, right. so that's yeah, because, because your man is brilliant in the lead role and mm. uh, that the way they do it, I think they've done it very well indeed and it just shows you the absolute sleeving he was, you know, and it's coming to the fore more and more. But that'll be continued on BBC next Monday and Tuesday. No need to wait for continuation on Late Lunch. We continue our top five countdown right now. Five, four, three, two... One. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number three from this very week in 1979. And when I tell you it comes from new wave band Blondie, released in 79. It was the opening track from their fourth album called Eat to the Beat. I have that one in the attic, I'm sure, myself. Cracking album it is. And did you know that this song was inspired by ABBA's Dancing Queen? Yes, indeed it was. It reached number two on the UK singles charts. That would be next week if it was included with us. But anyway, it's three today from this week in 1979 and it became one of Blondie's most famous tracks. Here it is, the three from this week in 79. Top five countdown. It's Blondie and Dreaming. Debbie Harry and Blondie are number three in our top five countdown from this week in 1979 and dreaming on your late lunch. Final break of the day on the way and afterwards, I'm joined by the wonderful Stephen McArdle, who's going to talk to me about his new album and tour. It all began with a project centred on Drogheda's ancient port. From that has emerged a wonderful album called Old Ghosts in the Water, which has been acclaimed by RTE Radio 1 with the accolade of Album of the Week. Much praise from many other quarters as well, including uh, across the water in the States and on the BBC. No surprise, he's simply brilliant, talented and it's been too long since I've had a chat with him. Stephen, S.J. McArdle, welcome back to Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry. Good to hear you again. How are things? Oh, very good. Congratulations on the album and all the praise it's received. Wonderful, wonderful indeed. You might tell our listeners for a moment about the Port Project from which the album emerged. What was this about? OK, so, well, first of all, congratulations to you on your IMRO Award. Thank you so much. Fantastic achievement. Uh, but, yeah, the Port Project, yeah, basically, I was made Arts and Association at Drehid Arts Centre in 2019. And I always wanted to do something on the on, on the port, you know. I've always been interested in the sea and the port and that whole area. And um, I always wanted to do something that had a local kind of context to it as well in Drogheda. Um, and uh, yeah, so th- that was the opportunity to kind of do it, to knuckle down and start um, start writing and, and getting it together. And Drogheda Arts Centre have then uh, supported it the whole way through to the point now where not only is the album out and everything, but also um, uh, it's now going on tour which is amazing. And for, for an artist like me, it's very, very difficult to get, uh, to get to bring something like this on tour. Like it's a big band, it's a six-piece band and there's three or four on the crew and um, it's a big operation to move that around. So, so thanks to Dread Arts Centre and the Arts Council's uh, touring grant um, and, uh, and then other people who've supported along the way, Draw the Poor Company and Loud County Council Arts Office and everything. Mm-hmm. We're now getting to 
to bring it out in the batch, which is really, really amazing. Ah, it's well, well deserved, may I say, because the work that has gone into this, and my God, you talk about your six piece there, you have some lineup uh, uh, for the show. Yeah, the, the, the band are amazing. Um, the nice thing about the show is there's three vocalists there's me, and then there's um, a singer called Carol Kyo who people might know from, she was in a band called Plague Monkeys, who were an amazing band. Um, and she was in, she did various things with Sharon Shannon. And um, she's another thing. And then John Ruddy, who's a great singer and actor from Carrie McCross. And then the rest of them, we have Trevor Hutchinson on double bass, who also produced the album. And he's the double bass player in Lunasa. And he's in the Waterboys and all that. And then we've Graham Henderson on keys, who plays with Moving Hearts now, but was, um, he was with Sinead O'Connor mm. in the past. And, and then we have the great Barry Kieran from Dundalk on fiddle who was my colleague in Kern when I was in Kern. Yes, so yeah, it's, it's a great group. Terrific lineup altogether. It's some achievement, may I say, to be selected as RT Radio 1 Album of the Week. There's no bigger accolade. It was great to get it. It really was great to get it. Um, it it's, it's, there are certain little things that are just little shortcuts to kind of getting people's attention, I suppose, with the thing. Yeah. And this is such a, it was such a kind of a quixotic <laughs> project, you know. I, I was going to write a whole album about, um, you know, sailors and dock workers and customs officers and children, and you know, and and, and for people to actually want to play it on the radio, then was was, was great. Yeah, but yeah. Well, has been very supportive from day one as well, Jerry. You know, yes. from all the different stages of it, like doing the initial preview show and then the album, and now, you know. So the support has, has been there. I'm very, I'm very yeah. grateful for it. And just to remind people, you're in Drihid Arts Centre at uh, 8 o'clock on the 10th of November and tickets sure. available from the centre itself, SJ. Yeah, drihid.com. Yeah, you'll get them there. You'll get the yeah. tickets yeah. there and they're very reasonably priced at price. And we want to fill that house on the night for our boy, bringing it all back mm-hmm. home. And then you go on to Belfast and where else after that? Uh, Belfast and then Wexford and then in the new year we're four there's four more shows in the new year then lovely, as well lovely yeah. lovely yeah. lovely it's terrific it's a great range of songs may I say capturing the history of the port but we want to listen to one today in particular it's called Anne-Marie tell us the uh, the background to this song please okay so Anne-Marie uh, the idea of so all the songs are none of the songs are history lessons they're all character you know they're all people's stories mm. and they're all kind of personal uh, and Anne-Marie is about a young girl whose who's father works in, in Grendon's, in the great foundry in Graves Lane in the port there, which was there for a long, long time. Uh, now the, in context, the little girl in the song has got special needs, and I suppose I have, a, I've, uh, you know, you've met Joan. Oh, there. my heart, my heart is bursting <laughs> with joy. What a beautiful child. Yeah, my, my daughter Joni has Down syndrome, and I suppose I'm interested in, like, there are so many improvements and supports available now that wouldn't have been available 100 years ago. And I was always just interested in that idea, you know, what would happen in that situation. So look, in the song, I suppose, um, his motivation is is, is her. and uh, But the song is kind of told from her perspective as well. So yeah. the, the, the whole the whole show on album, are, they're kind of like that. You know, they're, yes. they're set very much in the port, with, in the context of the port, but the stories themselves are are kind of people's stories. Well, I want to dedicate this one today to Joni especially. Thank you for joining me. Good luck with everything. Let's listen to what it's all about. Here is Anne-Marie. Thanks a million, SJ. Thanks, Jerry. God bless you. Take care. Bye from late lunch today. Anne-Marie was a girl of three And she was her daddy's life He worked hard in Grendon's yard And when he came home late at Brought stories fresh from the sea 
of whales, white sailors for their tea. And if they were hungry some of the time, she'd forget it when he'd sing. There's a golden ship with a silver sail, and then Marie's the captain. Her daddy's there with her worn old bag, and they sail by land. She got around all right. She'd never be tall, even her hands were small. But she held her treasures tight. Shiny stone and a feather blown that she kept to show her daddy. And when he returned to sing. Smell safety in the dark. There's a golden ship with a silver sail, and Marie is the captain. Her daddy's there with her worn old bag, and they sail by land, and they hold her. Till the moon comes over the Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.